This episode is brought to you ad-free. Thanks to all of our wonderful patrons. You can get tons of exclusive content and help us keep the show going by joining at patreon.com slash shonenflop. And welcome to Shonen Flop Chibi. First impressions mini episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series we'll be covering in depth next week with our guest, Super Dave. No relation. <laughs> no relation. <laughs> I'm Jordan and with me today, as usual, is my lovely co-host, David. Say hi, David. Oh man! Hi, hi, da- da- oh, sorry. Let me let me try that one again. Hi, David. Oh, and David, what series are we covering this week? We are covering Do Retry, and I feel like you knew before we even started recording that was going to be the gimmick of how I said it. I knew it was going to be some variation. I knew that you were going to have to take it again. <laughs> Listeners, we actually record this whole podcast twice just to get the full effect. Ah, yes. But this is written by Kirara Zaka Jun, who, David, it's not listed here, but I know. I know what this guy did. We have a bone to pick with him, don't we? Oh, God. This is his retry. (laughs) Yeah. Whoops. He did Bone Collection, which is awful. Don't read Bone Collection. It is a huge waste of fucking time, and it is bad. But this is not Bone Collection. So I'm going to give him another shot. And this ran from May 8th, 2023 to September 18th, 2023. And got 19 chapters, three volumes. So not a great sign. that's pretty good. I think it was three volumes. By the way, the third volume is now. We just assume it's three. It might be two. Who really knows? Who really cares? It's canceled cares but anyway this is the first chapter 14 year old Aozora okami's dad was a boxer who was able to get the shit beaten out of him and then stand right back up because he had the strongest heart <laughs> the eye of the tiger the eye of the tiger and he's watching us but anyway, he had to go fight in World War II on, as everyone knows, the side of Hitler. But before he did, he gave Alzora a charm necklace and told him to use his strong heart to withstand the pain of difficult times. He's actually doing that right now as some older kids beat him up to steal his sugar rations. Coming home, his younger sister, 12-year-old Akari, puts him in a Romero's special, which I only know because it was used constantly in Kanikuman. <laughs> oh my god, it happened so much. And she's able to do this because she is way stronger than him. Apparently she inherited all the good genes. She inherited all the dominant genes while he got all the recessive Whoa, what ones. This is, I was going to say Mel Gersalis. <laughs> Kojima genes don't work that way. Anyway, meanwhile, their mom laments that Akari will never wear this lovely wedding kimono that she had for her. Akari reveals that she actually beat up those punks and stole the sugar back and tells Alzora to not worry about being like his dad. I mean, he could just be a wimp. It's no big deal. Go your own way. Don't we stand strong women a shonen flop yes she definitely doesn't become helpless quick <laughs> whoops <laughs> just then u.s fighter planes fly over their town and just bomb the shit out of it killing their mom a year later their war orphans and akari has gotten sick alzora tries taking her to the hospital but unfortunately david has discovered that the americans have also imported for-profit medicine and they cannot afford treatment popcorn david he tries to go to the wreckage of their house and finds a wedding dress his mom had intending to pawn it to pay for his sister's treatment unfortunately the shui gang shows up and mugs him stealing the dress and leaving him bloody on the ground. He makes it back to their shelter to discover Akari collapsed on the ground. Her friend tells Azora that she definitely has tuberculosis. I love how the series, she just kind of pops out of nowhere and they just kind of lampshade. And they're like, yeah, I'm her friend that you've never met before. Don't worry about it. 
Yeah, yeah. The way that I wrote that accidentally reminds me of the room where she's like, it's official. I definitely have tuberculosis. (laughs) Should that be the cover art? (laughs) And that treatment is really expensive. Incensed, as Zora tracks down the gang that attacked him and tries to get the dress back, they start beating the shit out of him again. But dang, he just keeps getting up to the point where he starts creeping them out. He says his heart is stronger than theirs and lands a solid right hook on one of the guys, rattling his brain and sending him to the ground. The other guys take out their guns when a gunshot goes off, fired by a lady with an eye patch who is clearly their boss, but not the boss. No. Metal Gear. She compliments him on his punch and takes him to a boxing arena. Yuka tells him that he's suited for boxing and gives him enough money to get his sister treatment. He rushes off and she reveals that she has the same necklace as him. End of chapter one. Thought I put this in the plot summary, but I apparently forgot. The lady with the eye patch's name is Yuka. So, Jordan, what were your first impressions? Um, it's an interesting time to play some manga, like the time period. I was going to say, I don't know if I've read a manga set in this. The only thing I've seen was uh, when I was on a podcast and we watched, I believe, Battles Without Honor or Mercy. I I don't Mm -hmm. know if that was the exact title, but if you know what I'm talking about, you can probably guess what it is. It's like the Tokyo Files or something. Yeah. But it was a really great movie and um, it took place in that time period. I think it's a really interesting time in Japanese history, like immediate post-war it's definitely a very complicated time period i do have to say i have to give props for being a very unique time period to set a series i wasn't expecting it not to be contemporary yeah and even still like um the fact that it's about boxing is really interesting yeah like going into the rations going into the tragedy of it the fact that it's not about the war it's about post-war it's about what it was like when japan lost i think that's a period of time with a ton of pain and trauma for the japanese people yeah i think it'll be really interesting how well he can entwine the metaphors yeah uh, this is kind of totally to one of my guesses i am a little worried how kind of propaganda is because i could see this series being like oh you know the west they fucked japan over they were super bad and just glaze over why we went to war with japan yeah you know they 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 are the Axis powers, as I mentioned, on the side of Hitler. It's a little worrying. (laughs) Yeah. In some ways. But again, it is an interesting real time in Japanese history. Yeah. I do hope we learn more about that time period because I don't know anything about it. It was really fucking difficult, it seems like. I'm actually surprised Shueisha let him pick this period. I guess it's been long enough. It's been long enough, and it's also not about the war again. It is about the loss of the war, like the immediate post-war, filled with war orphans who have to live at a train station, which is horrifying. I've heard a lot of people compare this first chapter to Grave of the Fireflies in the Discord. I haven't seen that movie, but I would be curious if a lot of people get that feeling. I did not see the movie, but I read the plot summary, and I was just like, I'm good. This seems... It's very depressing, I know. Basically, my impression of Grave Grave of the Fireflies is that it wins the eternal award for most depressing anime ever made. Yep. And then, Jordan, what did you think of the art? I thought the art was pretty good. But actually, my immediate first impression was not that this was made by the Bone Collection guy. It was that it was made by the Beast Children guy. This series reminded me a lot of Beast Children, which is funny because a new Beast Children series is coming up. I got confused and thought that that was this because I remember this guy made a previous flop. But I forgot it was Bone Collection. It was a different awful series. But David, as you as uh, as we recall from Bone Collection, Bone Collection started out fairly strong. The first three chapters were decent. I don't know. Um, also, to get back to the art, I think the art is just kind of OK. It's definitely better than Bone Collection, but I don't think I would say the art is particularly rememberable. And this also, when you're doing boxing, I feel like your proportions have to be perfect. And I honestly don't know if I trust the offer to be perfect with that. 
No, I agree. If you're doing realistic boxing, at least. Which this seems like it is trying to do. In some ways, I mean, it is doing the power of the heart thing. I mean, do you, I don't know if that's one of your guesses and we can definitely move into that, but like, do you think there's going to be supernatural elements in the series? Depending on what you define as supernatural, we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll get into it. But yeah, and then also, Jordan, as we talked about, this is very big. We live in a society, so we'll see what kind of social commentary this has. Well, to be fair, David, when I sent you that panel, it was because there was a blatant misspelling. Oh. Not because it was doing We Live in a Society. It says our world, apostrophe S, is. Our world's is. I honestly think, despite being professional translated, I don't think this translation is very well. No. Apparently, it's a grave of the firefly, but I still think when the doctor said, you are suffering from malnutrition, go fix your malnutrition or something like that. I was like, this is like just kind of a shit translation. That was like really boring. Yeah, but it also does accurately get across how shady the doctors are. <laughs> yeah, I, I give it props knowing now that the doctor didn't really give a fuck, but I, I don't know. It just I would have believed that this was an amateur translation. No, the translation is not is nothing special. They're not going to put an A-lister on this series. I was kind of shocked that this translation was okay in Shonen Jump. Like, don't allow a super... Like, it just gave the impression that the translator didn't give a shit as much. This feels like a series to translate because contractually they have to translate every currently running Shonen Jump series. Yeah. I don't think anyone in Viz had any confidence this series taking off. I get that feeling too. Yeah. So, Jordan, would you read our 10 chapters of this? So here's the thing, knowing that it's the bone collection guy, no. But if I went into this series cold, not knowing that, based entirely off this first chapter, I think so, yeah. Interesting. I just completely bounced off of it. I have zero interest in reading more of this. Again, the time period. The time period is the only thing that makes it feel interesting. Yeah. I think the writing is bland, the art isn't that impressive, and then they just completely shit on having an interesting female character. Yeah. Like, why is it in the first chapter he's already having to introduce plot description characters? Like, this is when you have the most time. Like, why is this character coming out of nowhere, you know, to explain something? Yeah, that's fair. It would have made more sense if the doctor was like, yeah, she probably got tuberculosis. Bye. Yeah. So, Jordan, what do you think will happen next? So first off, Yuka clearly has a connection to her father. I think that she managed him. Second thing, I think that Alzora is going to be introduced to a really hardcore trainer who's going to be a dick to him. But like, it's OK because it's all part of training and it will make him stronger. <laughs> Lastly, I think that there there will be like some kind of supernatural element in that there will be sort of a magical reason why why Alzorda is able to get up, like maybe a religious reason. I think that's fair. So those are some great guesses. Mine are, I think there's going to be a time skip shortly into the series. Like he's going to start training and just jumps like six months or a year to when he's like really ready to fight. That was honestly going to be my guess until I saw that you already made it. Yeah, sorry, buddy. I think his sister is just going to be completely run out of the series. They're just going to forget about her existing. Kind of like, remember the sister? What was it? Takeke Ryusei, who existed for the first chapter and then just did not matter at all after. Yeah. And I think this series is going to have some very hot World War II era takes that we're going to be like, yikes. Yeah. Oh, and then Jordan, what's your power word? Pow. Right in the kissa. I love it. Because it's about boxing and POWs. POWs were a thing that happened in war. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. How about you? Mine's going to be right because, uh, you know, you got a right jab, but also I'm kind of worried the series is going to be kind of right wing. Yeah, that's fair. 
So we both had some clever power words this week. And then you know what else, Jordan? We have something special today. Ooh. Guess what? So for those of you who don't know, I got married. So we did a rerun. Yeah. And so people still submitted six word summaries for our rerun. So we're going to read them off because they are all words of congratulations about me getting married. So ready? We have from DigiZ, rerun episode podcast, David Bride Story. <laughs> Dragoniti, one ring to future guide you. Dude Rocks, if only Gomez read the invite. Lornak, manga reviews, write down our love story. Gray, wedding arc based, 10 out of 10. Isekai, Sensei, now shown and locked in perpetual matrimony. Lord Anubis, rips page off fairy tale book. Maxi B, flops are transitory. Love is forever. From Marrow, gown unveiling nuptial damsel arriving marriage. <laughs> Spells out Gundam again. <laughs> Portal Man, we shown and flopping down the aisle. <laughs> Resident Warhammer nerd, the audience asked, where's Chainsaw Man? Real, <laughs> I'm just here for Ravioli content. Happy birthday. Today's actually her Ravioli's birthday, by Yay! the way. That is November 26. Smubby, my big fat shown and flop wedding. Spook, marriage comes in like a lion. Super Dave, many memories lie ahead in matrimony. The Laughing Fool. Oh ho ho, are you proposing to me? T. Wolfwood said experiencing David's relationship throughout the podcast. In Watchtower, when did this become trash taste? Which I assume is a reference to someone getting married on trash taste rather than me having trash taste. Because let's be real, Rachel could do a lot better than me. Right, Jordan? (laughs) No comment. (laughs) <laughs> all right so now let's get into the q a where we have first of all thank you everyone who submitted their question on the show and flop discord you can submit yours and just a heads up our priority are people who haven't asked a question before had a question answered in a long time or our patrons starting with oz and rat we have what tropes are you tired of reading about which character types would you like to see more of so jordan is there any tropes you are just sick of seeing I'm kind of sick of the goody two shoes, like young boy protagonist who's like, I can win with heart and friendship, which I guess is what this manga is about that we covered today. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the other thing is I've been watching Yu Yu Hakusho and I really like Yusuke, the idea of this asshole protagonist who's just like actually a good guy, but he's like a total dick most of the time. Yeah, I think we talked about this when we were trying to make a series. I really hate the evil step parent trope, you know, and then I think I think we need more himbos, honestly, in manga. I think it's a fun trope, you know, next up from Dank Kushed Renda. If you could get a famous manga cut to work on Marvel or DC, who would you pick and what character? So Jordan, I have a pretty good feeling, but tell me, who would you pick as the mangaka? God, um, well, the, I feel like the most obvious choice is Horikoshi. I thought you were going to say Tagashi writing X-Men. That's a good one. Bam, that's mine. That's my pick. That's a good one. I mean, MHA is already X-Men. Let's be real. <laughs> it's House of M X-Men. That is literally <laughs> what MHA is. So how about you, Jordan? Or if you want to contrast, pick someone from DC since I said someone from Marvel. Well, let's see. The difference between DC and Marvel is that the main characters are less interesting, but the villains are more interesting. So, yeah, Kahorikoshi. <laughs> and what would he write? Um, Probably Superman, because that's All Might. Oh, I love it. That's a really fun question. I feel like we could talk about this one for a while if we didn't, yeah. if we weren't already running long. Next up from Ice Furry, CTR. If you could go back in time and prevent your past selves from reading one manga series, what would it be? And it doesn't have to be a series covered in the podcast. Elvin lied. Easy, easy. Elvin lied. I would say School Judgment. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I don't care that it's pronounced Elvin Lead. <laughs> I was about to say. I don't respect that series. And then finally, from Last of the Red Rose, how do you guys determine if a monthly series is considered a flop? If it's canceled. <laughs> yes. It's also, we just treat a monthly series as double chapters. Essentially, sometimes you just look at the volume length. So rather than chapters, it's really, is it less than about five volumes? Is a good way of determining that. Uh, so we don't run into the issues like the Beachy situation where we effectively read about 45 chapters by accident. 
Yeah, I think that if the series goes for under 100 chapters and does not get an anime, then it's pretty clearly a flop. Yeah. I think if it gets an anime, it can't be a flop, Um, but it's extremely rare for a short series that is canceled to get an anime. Because 100 chapters is about a two and a half year runtime. So that's generally like, I, I would say that's a pretty satisfactory runtime for a series. Yeah. Uh, that is all the time we had for today. We did one last question, unfortunately, because of the six word summaries special reading. But we'll be back, of course, doing more questions next time we do our chibi. So Jordan, though, I want to say thank you so much for all of your hard work and just being a great co-host. And thanks again for that lovely note and wedding present you sent. Oh, no problem, David. Congratulations. And thank you for being a wonderful co-host, too. Uh, well, anytime. Props to Shannon for the awesome cover. Find her online at Illuminati. Thanks to Dylan for assistance with editing. You can find his podcast, Anime Out of Context, at AnimeContext.com. Thanks to Tucker and Maxi B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, and other miscellaneous research. You can find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast, Tumblr, Shonen-Flop, our website, ShonenFlop.com, and we're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, wherever else you get your podcast. Come join the Shonen Flop Discord. It's open to everyone. You don't have to be a patron. Come hang out with us and talk about anime games or whatever else is on your mind. And if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon. We wouldn't be able to keep the show running without their wonderful support. We actually had some people become patrons as part of their wedding gift, which was pretty dope. Mm -hmm. Jordan, what are we dropping in December for our patrons? Well, David, this month we are dropping an episode where we're reading pilots of some of the series that we have covered. Hell yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing seeing some stuff like what was the original Hungry Joker? Or I think we're also going to definitely be doing Golem Hearts. Yes, Golem Hearts. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And you can even be listening to our recording live or listening to the warm up audio. Find it at patreon.com slash show and flop. And I also want to read some of our wonderful patrons. Starting with our wonderful dolphin dads, we have Glornak. I want Shake. <laughs> to dick me down so hard my ancestors end up with phantom pains and my wonderful jordan for the first time wife rachel oh my god then moving out to ravioli tier where again it is her birthday you can get exclusive yes! weekly pictures of the little goblin dog we have a name written in japanese so i don't know how to pronounce it chris eva karate chopsticks t who upgraded his patron as part of his wedding gift and trevor schechner moving on down to the king of the forest we have 090z bandit stoof yes my girlfriend by the way by the way listener me and steph are planning on getting a kitten soon oh how cute yeah. Chad, Jacob Andrew Galloway, Jory Zone, Kirby Mon, Marty, Max Baker, Sarah Hydra, who also upgraded her patron, and T. Wolfwood. Moving on down to the Galactic Ball Federation officers, we have a mid-sized sedan, Indies Islands, Blah Moo Moo, Brian Sexton, David Ackerson, Dennis James Moan, Drago, Drew, Dylan Kreider, Nigel, Fax, Kellerman, Generic Man, Hans, Heavy Mel, Hermit Crab, Keanu, Kylie Denton, Manly P. Hall, Marabara, Matt, Matt Solovich, Mike Carpenter, it was great seeing you at the wedding, Ralph Iskoff, Risen Warhammer Dirt, Rosanna Mendoza, Ryan Jasinski, also great seeing you and everyone else that I just realized I should have started saying that. Scott Fischler, Silly Rookie. Simping for Senpai Ash, Stackward, Taper Clip, Tucker Watley. I hope you had a great time in Japan. Right in ZZ Digital. And also a big thank you to all of our Beast Children. Yes, I love all of you. You're all my children. Uh, I don't know. Uh, check out Mission Ignition. Blah, blah, blah. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next Monday for our full episode on Do Retry featuring Super Dave. No relation. This has been Jordan. This has been David. And you've been listening to Show to Flop. David, say it. Keep on flopping floppers. Bye. Bye.